Welcome to the Porn Free, Shame Free podcast, produced by Caleb Micah Ministries. We hope God uses this resource to help you pursue freedom found only in Jesus. Well, hey, I'm Josh Proctor. Welcome back to the Porn Free, Shame Free podcast. Um, We just want this to be an opportunity for you to listen or to watch as we share with you what it means to, to walk on the road to freedom from things like pornography or sexual sin, things like the shame that comes with that, and that, that you can really understand that you were created by God um, to walk in freedom from those things. The first several podcasts that we did on this was about just what does it look like to get started on the road to recovery. You can check those out um, you know, on our website, on our YouTube page. What we're going to talk about today is a continuation of last week when we introduced this idea of blast, that when someone struggles with pornography or someone struggles with other aspects of things that are wrong sexually, meaning like participating in sex outside of God's plan, as he, as he defines in his word, the Bible, that there are a lot of times negative emotions inside of us that lead us to do things like this. And so the BLAST acronym is that, you know, B for boredom, L for loneliness, A for being angry or afraid, S representing sad, stress, or shame, and then T for tired. And so um, we will definitely, when we get to the the S for shame, really camp out um, and really look at in depth of what does it look like to be free from shame in this, you know, as we're also wanting to be free from pornography and free from other aspects of sexual sin. Today we're going to talk about how does boredom trip us up and lead us down a path to things like pornography? So um, I have grown up in America my whole life. Uh, some of you watching this, I would even say most of you watching this are probably Americans. Um, if you're watching this internationally, maybe this is an issue in your culture as well. But for Americans in particular, Americans long to be entertained. It's almost like we've been told since we were born that it's our right to be entertained. But see, God never created us with that purpose in mind. There was a a purpose, a design. And part of that purpose was, you know, to know him. And part of that purpose was to work and to serve. And so hopefully, as as we look through today, if you think one of the biggest reasons that you struggle with pornography or sexual sin and can't break the chains of that comes back to just feeling bored. I'm really hoping that today's words impact you specifically. So um, like I say, every time that we look at this, we look at God's word. We look at the truth in his word uh, because I believe that the greatest way to walk in freedom is the freedom we have in Jesus that's found at the cross. Um, For those of you who've not followed with us, um, we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He came to earth to live a perfect life, that He died a perfect death on a cross to take the place for us in light of all that we have done wrong, that all of us have done wrong, all of us have sinned, all of us need forgiveness, and that if we would receive Jesus Christ into our life and receive that perfect gift that He gave us on the cross and receive that forgiveness and surrender our lives to Him and make Him boss, then we will forever live with him in this life as well as in the next in eternity called heaven. And so everything that we look at on this podcast is in relation to that and in connection 
to that. So Colossians chapter 1 is a book in the New Testament. So the Bible is divided into Old Testament, New Testament. We're going to look at the New Testament today to a book called Colossians. And it's written by a man by the name of Paul. Paul used to be anti-Jesus you know, when he was alive um, on this earth about 2,000 years ago. He was anti-Jesus. In fact, he tried to imprison or kill people who followed Jesus. And then Jesus found him, rescued him. He received Jesus into his life, surrendered him, made Jesus boss, and then made tremendous impact for God's kingdom. And one of the books that he wrote is in Colossians chapter 1. Um, and excuse me, one of the books that he wrote is Colossians, and we, we pick it up here in chapter 1. And so, uh, start in verse 13. It says that we, we, he has rescued us, meaning God the Father, has rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. So if I am a follower of Jesus, here is what I've been given. I've been rescued from hell. I've been rescued from things called sin, like pornography. So if you're watching this and you're like, I'm in chains, I can't ever get out of it, the good news today is that you can be rescued. And so he rescued us from that and then brought us into his kingdom, and we've been purchased with the blood of Jesus, and all the things that we've done wrong are forgiven. That is great news. And it talks about Jesus, that Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, and it's that Jesus, it's by Jesus, all things were created, both in heaven and on earth, visible, invisible, dominions, thrones, rulers, authorities, all things are created through Jesus and for Jesus. So we were created with a purpose, the purpose to worship Jesus with our lives, not to sit around and be entertained all the time. Now, I'm not saying that there's something wrong with sitting down and watching a ball game to relax or you know, going to a movie or going to, to play around a bowling. But this idea that I'm constantly supposed to always be entertained is not why God created us. God created us for the purpose of worshiping him. We were created by him and we were created for him. And one of those ways to worship him is in work. If you go back to the first book of the Bible, in the Old Testament, the book of Genesis, Genesis talks about how God created everything. And then in chapter 2, he gave Adam a job to name all the animals. So work was given to mankind before anyone had ever done anything wrong. Now, in Genesis chapter 3, that's when the first sin occurs. That's when we first do something wrong. And so there is a curse that can be associated with work. But work in its purest form, Genesis 2, can be an act of worship to God. Let me give you an example. So I went to work today. I had multiple meetings. And so as I sit down with this individual that I'm trying to cast vision for our organization as a nonprofit to see if he wants to give money to it. I'm not trying to manipulate him. I'm not trying to twist his arm. I'm, I'm merely casting vision for him about our nonprofit and saying, here's an opportunity if, if you would want to give. And as I'm sharing that, it's an act of worship to God because all I'm doing is laying out my heart about this nonprofit that God has given us to do. And it's okay if he gives, it's okay if he doesn't give. It's an act of worship to God just as I'm having this conversation. That's why I don't have to manipulate him. 
as I drive to my next meeting. Even driving is an act of worship. As I might get cut off on the road, I'm like, nope, I'm going to worship you, Jesus, right now. I don't want to respond to this one who just cut me off. And sometimes when I do react, and that's an act of sin, I confess that sin to God and experience his forgiveness that's given at the cross through Jesus so I can continue on a path to want to worship him. So when I sit down um, the rest of this day with three different individuals that I'm trying to help in walk in freedom from things like pornography, um, two of which are just way doing a great job letting the Lord lead them, letting God lead them to walk in this freedom. What I'm trying to do is just be with those guys in the midst of their stuff. I'm not trying to be mean to them. I'm not trying to be unkind to them. I'm not trying to shame them. I'm just trying to share with them what I'm hearing is going on in their heart to help them walk in freedom. And as I'm doing that, that is an act of worship to God. You know, this last week, I had the opportunity to do some fun things with my, my kids. Um, and I live in Texas. And so I took my children to Six Flags Over Texas. And while I'm doing that, I am trying to serve my children and please my children, loving my children. And what am I doing? As I'm doing that, it's an act of worship to God. There's no telling how many things you do in your day that are purposeful, that could be work-related, relationship-related, you know, et cetera, et cetera, that as you're doing those tasks that may seem mundane, it can be an act of worship to God. Things as mundane as mowing the yard, doing laundry, fixing dinner, etc. The idea is when I engage in any of those things, if my attitude is, I just want to worship God as I do this, then that's worship to him. And that's why we were created. We weren't created for us to sit around and be entertained. We were created to go out and do good works for him and for his kingdom as an act of worship to him. Another great way to deal with boredom, especially as it relates to this idea of lack of purpose, is through serving. So let's look at a, a pastor in the Old Testament, a prophet, a guy who would tell truth that God had given to him. I feel like a lot of times, you know, I can relate to this personally. Um, Isaiah chapter 58. Isaiah chapter 58. God's man in the Old Testament was given this word. And this is what it said, starting in verse 6. <clears throat> Excuse me. It says, Their webs will not become clothing, nor will they cover themselves with their works. Their works are works of iniquity. Act of violence is in their hands. Their feet run to do evil. They hasten to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity. Devastation, destruction are in their highways. They do not know the way of peace. There is no justice in their tracks. They have made their paths crooked. Whoever treads on them does not know peace. Guys, if I'm honest, I realize not all of these things that are mentioned or even any of these things that are mentioned are sexual sin related. But if you're drowning in pornography, whoever treads on that does not know peace. When a person is living in a life of sin that opposes God, and pornography does, and we're all about here, freedom from that, freedom from the shame of that, that person does not know peace. He says, because of this, justice is far from us. Righteousness does not overtake us. We hope for light, but darkness, brightness. We hope for that, but we walk in gloom. 
We grope along the wall like blind men. We grope like those who have no eyes. We stumble at midday in the twilight. Among those who are vigorous, we like dead men. All of us growl like bears and moan sadly like doves. We hope for justice, but there is none for salvation, but it's far from us. Why? Because our sin is multiplied before us. Our sin testifies against us. Our transgressions are with us. We know our iniquities. Transgressing, denying the Lord, turning away from God, speaking oppression and revolt. It's intense. When sin wraps its things around us. Isaiah 59, intense. But if you jump ahead just to Isaiah chapter 58, maybe God doesn't want us to be wrapped around like sin like that. Maybe God wants us to have peace. Maybe God designed us with a purpose to worship him and that constantly being entertained, yeah, that doesn't fulfill. And constantly running to sin and being entrapped in that sin, it does not bring peace. Maybe God wants us to have something in our heart like peace. Isaiah chapter 58, he talks about fasting, and he says, is this not the fast which I choose? Not a religious fast, not when you choose to abstain from food for a season to focus on God, but watch this, to loosen the bonds of weakness, to undo the bands of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke. Is it not to divide your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into the house when you see the naked to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh? It's then that your light will break out like the dawn and your recovery will spring forth and your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Jump down, verse 10. If I give myself to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted, my light will rise in darkness and gloom will become like midday. Guys, if you're wrestling with boredom, I'm hoping that you see any act that you do as an act of worship. If you're in school, worship. If you have a job, it's worship. Every aspect of that can be worship to Jesus. But I'm also saying that especially in an American culture, when you're drowning in sexual sin, sometimes you got to get your eyes off yourself and onto other people. And if I really want purpose, and I really want to be free from boredom. It comes from me spending myself on behalf of the hungry, spending myself on behalf of those who are in need, and then my darkness turns to light. What if I said I don't want to be wrapped in the chains of sin that lead to no peace? What if I don't want to be consumed by boredom? What if I don't want to be consumed entertainment? What if I want to have a purpose to worship God with everything that I do? And part of that is how I serve those who are less fortunate than myself. Multiple times in my family, we've had the opportunity to serve people who do not have what we have. Can I tell you something? It is a blessing to the people who get served, but no doubt about it, it's a blessing to us. Why? Because God created us to worship him in all aspects of life. And one of those is how I serve other people who are less fortunate than myself. Maybe the greatest thing you could do is go down to a local mission and say, I'm here to volunteer to serve. I want to get my eyes off myself. I want to get trying to you know, f- feel fulfilled from this entertainment 
and I want fulfillment to come as I worship God and I serve those that are in need. Maybe it's not a local mission. Maybe it's a nursing home. Maybe it's a grandmother you haven't seen in a long time. Maybe it's a spouse that just needs your help around the house. Maybe it's a child who's especially struggling. My question for you today is this. What does it look like for you? What does it look like for me to spend myself on behalf of those who are in need and are less fortunate than myself? Ask God that question. What does it look like for me to worship God with every ounce of my being as I work, as I walk, as I drive, as I do whatever? And make sure that this is clear. If I'm going to walk in freedom from pornography and sexual sin, I've got to have received the blessing of Jesus in my life. That forgiveness, surrendered control to him where he is boss. And guys, when I'm doing that and letting him be boss, as I worship him with everything that I do and I'm serving those around me, I will just say from my own life personally, pornography just doesn't have the same appeal because it doesn't bring the fulfillment in my heart that the things that God does. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that all of us would say we want to worship you, that we want to serve those less fortunate than ourselves, that we don't want to be consumed by entertainment, which leads to boredom. What we want to be consumed by is you and worship of you, which leads to the purpose of being about your kingdom and serving those that need to be served. God, who's ever watching this today, who's drowning in boredom, I pray in Jesus' name that get their eyes off themselves, look on you, and look on who's those they can serve. God, would that be one of the things you do inside their heart to free them from the chains and the bondage of pornography and shame? And would they know that real freedom in you And true peace comes when our lives are about worshiping you. We say all this in your name. Amen. God's blessings to you.